Hey there, and welcome to Hangout with Hewlett. I'm your festival friend and host, Jordan Hewlett. Every Thursday, I'll invite you to come take some time out of your day and hang out with me. I'll share stories about my life, interviews, and talk about attending music festivals and shows. On this podcast, I'll be joined by friends, family, dance music lovers, business owners, and so many more amazing faces. Let's get this hangout started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Hangout with Hewlett. It has been a nice two-week break since my last episode, but I am back and I am ready to talk about my full EDC Las Vegas 2021 experience. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us today. And if you are returning, welcome back. I'm so excited you decided to click on today's episode. Today, I am talking about everything and all things that were my EDC experience for going for my first time. It was absolutely incredible. I am so fortunate to have the experience that I did, and I am so ready to just dive in and tell everyone all about it and share any tips that I have for those who are looking to attend the festival in the future. Before I get into today's episode, make sure you subscribe, like, and follow wherever you are listening to today's podcast. We are available on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, and Google Podcasts. Follow us on social medias at Hangout with Hewlett. And without further ado, I am rested, I'm rejuvenated, I have my notes, I am ready to talk about EDC Las Vegas. So let's get into today's episode. I want to start off by saying I am so lucky and so fortunate to have the experience that I did for my first EDC camping, doing the whole festival. I had an amazing time. I was so prepared. I didn't really feel too overwhelmed, which I know a lot of people can be attending their first EDC. So for just the few minor mishaps we had, I had a great time and It was an amazing festival. I 10 out of 10 recommend it. If you have ever wanted to go to EDC, if you've ever wanted to camp at EDC, I would go. I will never not camp at EDC after just doing it this year. It was so convenient. It was so easy to get in and out of the festival and just the convenience of not having to wait for a shuttle or an Uber to get back to my house or a hotel was amazing like it allowed me so much more time to enjoy the festival and not have to stress about transportation so I highly recommend camping at EDC if you are ever going to go to the festival. We got to Camp EDC Thursday around 9.15 to go check in. We parked our car and they scanned the blue decal that was on our car. I wish there would have been more signage when we got off the freeway um, because it was kind of confusing figuring out where to turn for the camping lot. But once we got in, we parked and just decided to get right into the check-in line because people were already starting to file into a line and we didn't want to waste any time like unloading our car. Once you are in the check-in line, you just need to have your ID, your COVID vaccination card or negative test, and like your moon glow or shift glow pod um, 
lanyard card that they gave you in exchange for your wristband. I recommend not unpacking your car if you are driving in. It's so much easier to not have to lug your stuff throughout the check-in line and just be able to check in, get your wristbands, and then you can go to your car, unload, and get to security. It's so much easier than having to carry all of your stuff around and saved us a big headache. We were in the check-in line for about 45 to 50 minutes. There were two lines for the shift pods where we were standing we got in the shorter line after just walking around the gate to investigate that there were other lines going around so after we got through the line that was the only time that they checked our covid vaccine cards and then we got our wristbands and two zip ties that way we could zip tie our tent when we were done and trash bags We were finished checking in, went to the car, and decided to start our first trip into security. It took us three loads to unload everything from our car into our tent. Mind you, we brought a lot of stuff and we were only two people, so I'm really proud of us for getting it in three trips. When we were leaving, we did it in two. We probably could have done it in two on the way out, but, you know, we did the damn thing and it worked. Security was about a five minute walk from where we parked, super easy to get to besides the gravel that you had to just lug your suitcases and wagons through. Bring a wagon, it was a lifesaver. Watching people drag their bins across the dirt (laughs) was so sad and I'm just so thankful that I had a wagon. It made things way easier to get in. Security. I'm going to say this for camp and EDC in general, security could have been way better. I don't care if you were hiding stuff or sneaking stuff in, but for safety purposes and looking for weapons, I feel like security did not check as thoroughly as they should have. Uh, we got through security pretty quickly. They just unzipped some of our bags, looked through things, felt around, and then we were in the festival. Once we got into camp, we asked a camp counselor where to go for our tents and this camp counselor gave us the wrong directions. So we ended up taking about a 25 minute walk around camp looking for our tent when our tent was probably like a 10 minute walk from where check-in was. So that was a little annoying and frustrating that that is how we started looking for our tent just because it was really hot and just lugging all of your stuff, not knowing where you're going was kind of irritating when you were relying on these camp counselors for help and they just ended up giving us the wrong instructions anyway. So my tent was in the Ruby area. So I just had to walk directly across the Mesa make a left turn and then walk a few rows down and that's where my tent was it was nice because i was about a five minute walk from the mesa maybe a 10 minute walk less than 10 minute walk to the bathrooms um so i'm very thankful to where our tent was it was about a 10 to 15 minute walk to the festival entrance and security each and every day and there were bathrooms as we walked so we would use the nice bathrooms inside of camp before we actually got into the festival to avoid using porta potties once we were in that saved us time we got done um loading our car and everything around noon so we set up camp we brought a flag and zip ties to put outside of our tent that way it was easy for us to identify 
we brought a chillbo, some foldable chairs, a folding table outside of our tent. That way we could cook and hang out outside. <laughs> uh, the fiasco of not having AC units. EDC is advertised that they are going to have AC units during May because of the heat. Also, it was advertised that in October we were going to be having AC units. Not until we all unzipped our tents did we realize that we were not going to be having AC units at the festival this year. It took them about three hours to send us a text stating that EDC was going to be more sustainable this year. They were not going to have AC units. Um, if we weren't happy, then we could just leave the festival and get a refund. The text we got was very passive aggressive. I get it. You're dealing with thousands of people who are probably all complaining and bitching, but that's just not how we needed to be treated or accommodated after just arriving to the festival and spending thousands of dollars to be here. I think if we would have all been told a few weeks before or even beforehand that there were not going to be AC units we could have accommodated better because during the day when the sun was rising the tents would get pretty hot um just and you're sleeping throughout the day because the festival is at night so that was a little rocky mishap at the beginning of the festival but we were like you know what this is not that bad we'll be okay we'll suck it up but I do feel bad for people who were unbearable i felt like i saw so many people sleeping outside of their tents when i would walk to like the bathroom or walk around camp because their tents were so hot inside that they it was better for them to sleep outside even with all of the noise of camp so we endured the no ac it was really cold at night when we would get home so we would layer up and then <laughs> throughout the night wake up and i would strip from like my sweatshirt and my long sleeve and then you know <laughs> be in a sports bra and spandex because it was much easier to sleep that way throughout the day i highly recommend it to bring earplugs and an eye mask if you are going to camp it'll help you sleep i feel like i got a pretty decent amount of sleep for the amount of noise that was going on around camp i'm gonna say i had pretty decent neighbors who weren't being super loud or obnoxious during like times when people were sleeping we could kind of hear music from camp, but it wasn't blaring and I could tune it out with my earplugs. So I got a pretty decent amount of sleep. So I'm pretty happy with my camp EDC experience. I watched so many YouTube videos and packing lists on camping that I'm going to say I was so prepared. There's not a thing that I felt like we forgot. I will share my camping list because I felt like a pro. People were complimenting our tent. They were like, oh my god, have you guys done this before? And I was like, no, this is our first EDC, first anything. So I felt so prepared and I'm so happy with our camp experience and how we were kicking off the weekend. Another mishap, when we got to camp, there was no running water. So the toilets, showers, even drinking water weren't working. So that was another text that was sent out to us. So they were installing porta potties when we got to camp. Not a huge issue. And it was resolved within like the first, I'd say, three hours of being at camp. Um, but just something about getting to camp felt a little rushed with setup and check in. 
I don't know if everyone was fully prepared or if it was understaffed, but it did feel a little rushed at times and it did feel like there were a lack of workers or ground control. I definitely feel like there could have been more security and more ground control at a festival this size, even compared to other insomniac events that I've been to. I feel like I have seen more staff in past events. So once we were done setting up our campsite, we decided to go explore camp. So camp was filled with different food and clothing vendors. There was a general store. There was merchandise. There were two pools. There was a big shaded area where you could do yoga. There was a barber salon and a beauty salon where you could get ready for the day. There were different uh, rides like a Ferris wheel and there were <laughs> the jumbo slides that you go down. There was a roller disco which was super fun to see and even a little tattoo pop-up stand. So people were spinning a wheel and then it would decide the tattoo that they would get. And then at the two pools are where the pre-parties um, and pool parties would happen throughout the day for camp. So it was a giant pirate ship and then the DJs would be on top. And then there was also a stage where all of the after parties were for the Mesa and then a giant camp EDC fountain. And if you needed a cool little splash and be refreshed, you could go stand by it and it would go off throughout random times of the day. So it was really fun. All of the different activities and amenities I feel like for what we paid, though, there could have been more and a little bit better. I do feel like some of the food prices and alcohol prices were a little bit expensive for what we actually got. Since we were camping, we did bring a lot of food and we drove to the festival, so I didn't really spend a lot of money in camp. Me and Sarah did buy two meals and split them, so I got a like chicken pineapple teriyaki bowl, which was bomb. I would eat that again and Sarah got a lobster mac and cheese which was also pretty good so we split that and I also got a lemonade one of the days while we were at camp so it was just fun to hang around and explore the different areas of camp so the showers and bathroom situations there were mobile showers at different corners of the camp like I said mine was probably a less than a 10 minute walk from my tent I never really had to wait for a shower maybe one person ahead of me but that's it I decided to shower at the end of every night of the festival so after like the after party I showered around like 2 30 I'd shower around like five in the morning um because it was just easier for me to sleep being clean and taking off my makeup off and it wasn't busy I knew that in the mornings when people were either like right waking up or right like ending the festival ending ending it was going to be super packed so I'm so thankful that I didn't have to wait because it allowed me to take my time and enjoy my shower my shower was also always warm it was a little misty, but I didn't have to pay for a shower, so it was convenient that it was free, and I'm not going to complain about it. <laughs> uh, we decided to get merch on the first day just because we wanted to get what we wanted, and we know if you wait longer throughout the festival, more and more people are going to be buying, so we just decided to get it out of the way the first day. I got a funky orange EDC hoodie. I'm wearing it right now in honor of recording the episode, um, but it definitely could have been a little softer. I'm going to say that. Insomniac, do a little better 
Um, but it's really cute and I'm gonna remember it forever. We waited in the merch line for like 45 minutes. Granted, it was the first day and everybody was trying to get merch. I'm thankful that what I wanted wasn't sold out, but I do know by the time that we were in line, I heard a lot of people in front of me complaining that they were sold out of a lot of stuff and it did give them the opportunity to get merch inside the festival if you didn't have something that they wanted in camp. So you do have two options to get stuff inside the festival or at camp. The pre-party started at 8 p.m. and went till 3 a.m. It kicked off with Free Gone. He was so fun. He was so much high energy. He was just loving life. He was like, hey guys, are you still out there? He was doing like check-ins with the crowd, but just making sure that everybody was having an amazing time and starting their EDC weekend off right. Next off was Elizabeth Cambage. She is a, I believe, a, a WNBA player, which was freaking awesome. And when she came out on stage, I loved her. She was so excited to be out there and you could just feel her energy and her vibe. She was so happy to be playing at camp. And so she was really fun to see. Uh, after that, we saw Torin Foot. I didn't know too many songs by Torin Foot. Um, but I was familiar with his song with John Summit, and John Summit happened to be performing right after him. Funny story, while we were walking through Tormfoot, we were going to the bathroom, and I ran into none other than Emma Capotis, Vibe with Aid, Frisky Hug, and BB Howell, my freaking Lunchbox fam, my YouTube fam, uh, podcasting fam. This was my first time meeting them all in real life, and I've worked with them for like a few years now so it was so so like serendipitous to meet them on the first day of camp just like walking through the crowd I couldn't have planned it better myself I couldn't ask for it better than myself but I'm so thankful that I finally got to like meet them and thank them for all that they've done for me and literally preparing me for EDC as well as I was prepared I owe so much to them for watching their content so that was freaking amazing to run into them and hang out with them for a little bit and then after that John Summit performed I have seen John Summit so many times he had so many sets during EDC and he killed every single one of them I don't know how he survived the weekend or how he's still surviving now but he killed it and then after John Summit was Dom Dalla it was my first time seeing Dom Dalla and it was so so fun he played so many of like his classic dom dollar songs i got to hear san francisco live uh so it was just the perfect like day zero to start the weekend off right it was a little cold that night so i did wear like a jumpsuit and doc martens um to keep me warm other than that like once you were in the crowd you were fine the only time i was like cold was when i was walking uh, to my tent or like when I was showering just because I wasn't layered up um, but we showered around like 2 30 after we left the pre-party because Sarah had to take a final in the morning so we decided this was going to be the day we were probably going to get the most sleep of all weekend so we were going to call it kind of an early night so we showered and went to bed and then we were all set and ready for day one of EDC 
On day one, we woke up and made breakfast burritos. So we had like bacon, eggs, and all of like the good fixings of a breakfast burrito at our camp, which was really nice to be able to like cook. We brought a propane grill and like a stovetop plug-in, which was clutch to cook all of our meals. So we didn't have to really spend any money inside of camp for food or alcohol since we brought a bunch of like seltzers in. Since Sarah had to go take a final, it was up to me to go explore Camp EDC and see what was going on. So I went and met up with one of my friends, Lauren, who was staying at camp. And the pool party that was being presented was by Base Rush. So Reaper performed Buku, Spaghetti, and 12th Planet. I actually saw um, Spaghetti back-to-back Hero Bus inside. Chef's kiss, I tell you. I'm going to talk about it more once I get to like that segment of the podcast, but so good already. Um, and then we started getting ready for the festival at around three because we wanted to get in the open ceremonies at Cosmic Meadows around five ish. So uh, we got ready and then went and met up with a few of our friends who were a few tents down and yeah, walked inside. So the first set that we got to see was Lero back-to-back vintage culture. (sighs) Walking into the Speedway for the first time, I have chills just thinking about it right now sitting here. It was probably one of the happiest moments in my life. I want everybody to experience. Their visuals were rainbow. Literally, the the electric sky was lit up and it was magical. And I, like I said, I have butterflies and gooseies thinking about it, but it was so freaking good. Such a good house set to kick the night off with and then had some fireworks going. I will say one thing that was a little disappointing is that they do block off all of the festival grounds during the opening ceremonies. So they don't let people into the rest of EDC until like 645 So we weren't able to get into like the water refill stations. There were only like some bars and vendors, but that made like the line super long while everybody was just at Cosmic Meadow for the opening ceremonies. So I do wish that they would have opened up EDC for us to explore during the daylight a little bit more just to have be able to like go inside and experience it when it's not so packed of everybody being at EDC since we were there so early. So just a little tip or um, hint, maybe for anybody who works for Insomniac to think about. (laughs) Um, But after that, more Kismet performed. They're the youngest person to ever perform at EDC. So that was literally magical. At 16 years old, how do you even compare? Like, what was I doing at 16 years old? Cheering out a high school football game for dumb high school boys. And they are out there performing at EDC like I had to witness that it was magical I'm so thankful that I did but they absolutely crushed it and it was iconic to see like I had to be there a 16 year old playing at EDC that's unheard of like who's gonna top that who's like I wonder who's gonna be like even younger performing like that's gonna be even more exciting to see but I'm so excited I got to witness history be made. 
After that, we headed over to go see Medusa. I have been waiting to see him for so long, and it was so worth the wait. Uh, we're getting down to circuit grounds. It was a mob, but I I understand the hype of that stage now. I understand the magic of that stage. It was absolutely incredible he threw down and it was just a high energy set to just keep the night going after that we went to go see Sid when I tell you I was bouncing around from stage to stage I picked my like top three like must-see acts of the weekend and other than that I really went I was with the flow I was open to pretty much seeing anybody I was down with like whoever my friends wanted to see so that made the weekend so much more fun was like knowing that nobody was arguing over conflicts or who people wanted to see is I just recommend going with a flow and like seeing where the light seeing where the night takes you so we went to go see Sid he is a house DJ that I'm absolutely obsessed with he came to Arizona and I was so sad that I didn't get to see him out here but it was so much fun watching him perform and another great set I highly recommend literally anybody I saw this weekend I recommend seeing none of the sets were bad nobody disappointed me everybody threw down also the most amazing thing about EDC is pretty much everybody records their sets so I'm hoping they all go out on SoundCloud <laughs> after that we went uh, back to Cosmic Meadow to go see Born Dirty oh Warren Dirty is another like house artist that I've been trying and dying to see. So to make all of these like artists check off my list, it was freaking amazing. Um, we took a break after Born Dirty and back to the tents to go put layers on and to go eat dinner. The fact that we could go in and out of the festival was so convenient. And I, again, I can't say how clutch that was to go do. After that, we went and saw Side Piece. That was such a fun duo. This was their only set I got to see of them for EDC, but it was so fun. And they were at Stereo Bloom, and Stereo Bloom is like a stage I am now obsessed with. It was so aesthetically pleasing to me. And to just see all of the house artists like pop off at that stage was freaking iconic. It made my weekend. After that, we saw Noizu. <laughs> Noizu was one of the um sets that I was supposed to see or shows I was supposed to see before COVID happened so just to finally be able to see him after two years meant so much to me I wanted to kind of cry <laughs> um after Noisy we saw Loco Dice and that was before the Martinez brothers the Martinez brothers were like my must-see like I'm um, like they have to be on my EDC like I, I'll die if I don't they were so good. The whole time I was there, I was just, like, imagining myself on a beach in Ibiza. Like, the, the vibes were immaculate. I'm so, so happy we saw them. And during that time, the fireworks were going off. There was a drone show. It was absolutely sick. They really pulled out a lot of stops for the 25th year of EDC. So that was kind of cool to see all of the different things happening. Um, As we were walking to... Uh, like another set we walked through excision and we were not planning on seeing excision like i've seen him a few times i am 
and retired headbanger, it probably would hurt me. But to see Excision at EDC kind of made my night. His visuals were so sick. Just see things like crawling throughout things. Everyone was just like going so fucking hard and the stage was literally packed. So I was on Twitter and Alice in Wonderland tweeted that she was going to be doing a surprise house set at 3 a.m. on an art car so me and Sarah were like we kind of have to witness Alice in Wonderland doing a house set the last time she did that she ended up on Pornhub everybody knows about that story so we went and saw Alice in Wonderland the stage was packed she did so much fun I wanted to get on top of an art car it didn't happen but she did great I loved hearing her like transition and just Watching her grow as an artist has been so much fun because I've just seen her throughout different stages of her career. So to watch her throw down a house set at ADC was so much fun. That was the last set that we saw for the night. And then Sarah got pizza inside. The line was a little long, which was a little ridiculous. But after that, we walked back to camp um, around 3.34 in the morning, showered, and then decided to go to bed. We didn't attend any of the after parties that day. Um, we were just, it's, <laughs> EDC is a marathon, not a sprint, and we needed to take that into account. We were so tired already from day one, but we were so happy with all the sets that we saw and just, like, how smoothly the night went without, like, any issues so that was really cool uh I will say I did put on like leggings and my EDC sweatshirt and then like my disco lemonade dress over it I was fine when we were in the crowd it would be hot everybody was dancing I had plenty of room to dance but then walking to other stages I did get cold so I'm thankful that I had layers on and then I had a beanie on because I hate when my ears are cold but day one was great. I, I didn't even talk about getting through security, but security, like I said, could have been better. It was about a five minute uh, process that they looked in our bag, went super quick from where our tent was to security it was about a 10 to 15 minute walk. So once we were inside, it was a quick process. They gave us a wristband saying that we had complied with COVID um, restrictions and stuff. So that way, like, we didn't need to get checked every time we came to the festival. And yeah, that was our day one. It was a great day one, and we were ready to take on day two of EDC. Day freaking two. We are ready to take on the world. Like I said, eye masks and earplugs will be your best friend while you're camping. Also, you're by the Air Force Base, so you will hear a lot of planes going around. So just be prepared for a lot of noise around camp. <laughs> so we woke up on day two and decided to go to some pool parties. LPGOB was performing along with Noizu and Dombreski. LBGOB, you guys have heard me talk about her so much on this podcast, but I will never miss her set. She's so fun. She's the happiest little bean on stage, and I love her. We got to see Noizu again, which was really fun, and then Dombreski played a disco set, which was so unexpected, but so fun, and I saw Dombreski perform at my sorority formal a few years ago, so it's just funny to see how far we've come as a as an artist and a, a viewer of his performance. 
after that we decided to again get ready around like 3 3 30 to head into the festivals that way we could catch the opening ceremonies so the first set that we saw was diplo back-to-back leaf loss oh, i knew this was gonna be a good one and it was it was so freaking worth it and i loved every minute of it, it was kind of like a euphoric feeling listening to that set um after that we saw sage armstrong he had some technical difficulties which kind of broke my heart for him as he was getting into the first few minutes of his set but the crowd was so supportive everybody just kept like hyping him up and he didn't really know what was going on but as his set went on it worked itself out and he killed it absolutely killed it another fun house dj to go see uh, in between sets, we decided to go see the Lunchbox fam meetup. So it was so fun to go see Emma and Tina Raves <laughs> and uh, Curly Cami and a bunch of the other Lunchbox fam members who were out there. Um, I just love the community that Lunchbox fam represents. So if you guys need a Lunchbox or any festival necessities i highly recommend checking them out they are anti-theft and all of my stuff was intact from adc i know that pickpocketing and thieves were a big issue this year i'm so thankful that i did not have that issue and i owe it to literally my lunchbox so after the lunchbox fam meetup we went to go see my girl blossom another fun tech house dj and she popped off i didn't get to see her uh opening ceremony set she was the only female artist to open fucking cosmic meadow so i'm so proud of her a local phoenix artist who ugh, just to see her at edc was like full circle for me um, after Blossom, we went to Oliver Heldens, another one of my must-see artists. I love Oliver Heldens. His set was so freaking fun, um, but he took over Circuit Ground, so it was oh, iconic. I'm going to be posting my vlog soon, so stay soon because I can't even like still put into words how good some of these sets were. <laughs> we, you know, we had to throw in some bass and mix it up we, we have to always can't we can't just go see all house sets that would be boring <laughs> so after Oliver Heldens Slander performed and it was so fitting to see Slander was there because that's one of the first artists we like loved together and we saw together so see them at EDC throw the fuck down was fucking amazing they did great they always do they're the nicest guys out there um after that we saw matroda this is my third time seeing matroda in like two months do we think i have an issue maybe he killed it he always kills it i'm gonna now say never miss a matroda set it was a party and he popped off <laughs> after matroda we went and saw martin garrix i feel like we had to go see martin garrix he's known for being um, super fun at EDC, big room, and the last time he was at EDC, he broke his foot, so he was back to redeem himself, and that he did. He was such a fun, and it was kind of nostalgic. He played some of, like, the old-school EDM classics, um, and then after Martin Garrix, we saw Dead Mouse. Ah, uh, I love Dead Mouse. He was playing, the fireworks were going off. It was, like, a dream come true. He has a song called 
um, when the sun when the summer dies and it's been stuck in my head ever since I saw it at Nocturnal. So then to see him also play it at EDC was a fucking vibe. And like I said, the fireworks were going off, so we loved that moment. Um, after that, we saw Dr. Fresh, another fun house DJ. He always opens with, are you ready for Dr. Fresh? Um, and then after that, we saw Bijou, another phoenix of local. And during Bijou, me and Sarah saw this girl wearing a crochet outfit. And we were like, we have to go compliment her. She ended up being the sweetest most amazing girl we've ever met and her and her like Ray fam ended up adopting us for day two and day three so shout out to all of them if they're listening you know who you are but my EDC definitely would have not been the same if we had not met this amazing group of people who just like adopted us and took us under their wing and were like do you want to go see sets with us and uh, just like made sure we were having a fun time because they were all like veterans at EDC and we were just, we were like baby ravers in that moment. Not really because we're so experienced, but at EDC, you just never know what's going to happen, especially with it being our first. So we met our besties and our rave fam during Bijou. So Bijou at EDC will literally always hold a special place in my heart just for that particular reason. After Bijou, we went and saw Ganja White Knight, who threw the fuck down. Oh my god. I wasn't expecting to see Ganja White Knight, but I'm so glad he did. It was probably another one of my favorite sets at EDC. It was so good. After Ganja, we went and saw 1788L, um, who I've seen a few times. Then we went and saw Weethin. He was like a fun, he reminded me of like college vibes, which was fun to see him play at Cosmic Meadow. And then we went and saw Vintage Culture. Vintage Culture was one of the sets that I was so, so excited to see at EDC. I've heard such good things about Vintage Culture sets, like from friends recently. So I was so excited to see Vintage Culture close out EDC. We literally stayed until I think 5.15, almost like closing EDC down. Um, and it was like dragging us out, but we were so, so tired already. We had to go, but vintage culture closing was like a dream. I'm going to say leaving the festival of day two and day three was an absolute nightmare. They had maybe like three people, maybe four people checking wrist brands to get back into camp. And they had a street that you had to cross to get into the campground and that's where they were checking the wristbands so they had security stopping people before the crosswalk and then they had people stopping people after the crosswalk there was no direction people like were walking when they weren't supposed to be walking traffic was being backed up but there should have been so much more security because I know at, there was a point of the night where security got so fed up and they didn't want to deal with people trying to get back into camp. They literally said fuck it and just let whoever they wanted back into camp, which is so, so dangerous because people can ransack camp and I know people who like get stuff taken. So just make sure you also bring locks if you're camping. So security definitely definitely could have been better because leaving took like 30 to 40 minutes to get back into camp which shouldn't have been the issue it was such a nightmare to get back because they were just checking everybody's wristbands and 
they were just doing such a poor job of controlling like the crowd flow so it was a nightmare by the time we got back to camp we were so tired we did not want to shower so we just decided to uh, go to bed and call day two at night um but day two was freaking amazing i had an all pink monochromatic outfit i'll post pictures of it I'm so proud of my outfits this year at EDC. I wanted to pop off, and I think I did. I got compliments. I complimented so many people. That's what I love about EDC is everybody, like, popped the fuck off at EDC, and it was so awesome to see and, like, be a part of. And I got so much inspiration for shit that I'm into at festivals. Like, I'm feeling so inspired to go create outfits. I can't wait for, like, my next festival. I'm literally sitting here talking about a festival while I'm like, hmm, when's the next festival I'm going to? While I, like, need to recover from EDC still. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on to day three of EDC. I brought a mini foam roller to camp. And I just want to say, by day three, I absolutely fucking needed it. I checked the miles that I walked over 13, 15 miles a day, which is insane how my legs were still allowing me to walk and that they didn't give out to me, especially because I wore platforms and boots two out of the three days. My day two boots were like little baby combat boots. My day two and day three were rock boots, so you know. My legs hated me, but you know, we did the damn thing and here we are to tell the tale of day three of EDC. So we woke up and uh, ate breakfast and decided to go hit pool parties, enjoy the day, the last day of like last full day of camp. It was a little chillier on this day, so I wasn't sweatpants at the pool party and by the time it was over, I was sweating my ass off. I had to go shower before I got ready for the festival. But the sets I saw at the pool party were Kyle Walker, Jay Wara, and Wax Motif. Uh, my girl, Jay Wara, I was so happy to see her at camp. Uh, she had so much amazing energy. I was kind of tired, and she revived me and brought me back to life. And then after that was Wax Motif. That was my first time seeing Wax, and I absolutely loved him. I'm such a big fan of him, and so to finally see him was a big check on my list. After that, we decided to start getting ready for the festival. Day three, we were heading in a little bit later um, just because we ended the night later. So we didn't go to the opening ceremonies, but we started the day with William Black and uh, security day three was super easy. A nice 10 minute walk to the festival, got in without a problem, and then we're ready to get inside. So we were using the water refill station closest to the swings and right behind like Daisy Lane. That was the easiest and like quickest one for us to go to. And we never really had any issues getting and like waiting throughout water lines. So that was pretty convenient. Although I did hear people ask for more signage and brighter signage like light. I lit up signage to help point out where bathrooms and water is because those were a little hard to find at night Um, so that could be convenient and to have a little bit more stations after that we met up with our group from day two uh vanessa vanessa is an amazing house producer and someone that i discovered during quarantine so i was really happy to see her take over cosmic meadows she was such a vibe she had like people 
like panned screen on the Cosmic Meadow screen and you could just see everybody like partying and having such a good time during her set. After that, we went to go see Habscott, who absolutely murdered it. Oh my god, I was like, this is fucking insane, but it was so fun, such a party to see. Uh, after Habscott, we went to Solero. I didn't think I was going to be able to see Solero's full sets because of all the conflicts, um, but that's where my group wanted to go, so I was not going to complain. I wanted to see that set anyway um and he was a fun house set and also a good set for like me to take a break during my legs were hurting so I just like chilled during his set and vibed out on the ground and we had plenty of space um most of the stages we were at I'm gonna say besides base pod was probably the one we were most crowded out <laughs> after Solero Lane 8 came on <laughs> you know my like Oh, I love Laney. I'm gonna get like emo saying this, but he just made me so happy and so heartwarming to like finally hear his music live. It was like a game changer to me. Like I listen to him when I'm like stressed out and when I meditate. Um, so he kind of like just he chilled me out for the day, but such a good set. Um, after Lane Eight, we ran over to. I think, oh, Hero Bus, Back to Back, Spagheti. Oh, I didn't think I was going to see this set. One of the best, best sets I saw the whole freaking weekend. The whole time I kept saying to myself, why is this set so good? Why, why was I not going to come to this set? Because I'm a househead and I'll admit that, that I have a problem. But I'm so fucking glad that this group dragged us to the set because it was, oh, incredible such a fun base fun set to see like I can't describe I probably took so many videos I was having a blast um and then Subtronics came on and I was I love Subtronics he's a fucking amazing artist um and I love him and level up so to see him at EDC the beginning of his set was super cool after that we ran over to Duke Dumont because he was one of my must-see and I literally had to see him so thankfully we got there with like 30 minutes left of his set so I got to vibe out to the end of Duke Dumont he played of course Ocean Drive to close out and you know I cried like a baby I was so moved loved every moment of it but you know i'll paint the soon for you we're riding down the boulevard fireworks go off you know that's what it was i'm gonna post it in the vlog but one of the most magical magical moments of my life probably made my edc life because i was waiting for that moment i knew i had to see duke dumont i knew it was a must see i knew it was gonna happen and to pull it off I was sprinting across CDC to make it happen. I'll tell you that. And I'm I'm so happy we got to freaking see Duke Dumont. He was magical. After Duke Dumont, we were filling up water and Lee Floss was playing at Stereo Bloom in the background. So I was like, oh my God, let me just vibe out to Lee Floss for like 10 minutes while the group regroups. So he was really fun to see by himself. Uh, then we went over to Troy Boy as we waited for Knife Party. Both great sets that I wasn't prepared to see. 
But I know that Emma suggested everybody go see Knife Party because they don't tour a lot. And I'm so happy I did. It was a set that I did not want to miss. Um, I also forgot to say that we threw in seeing Noizu and Dombreski. They did a surprise back-to-back. And it was so heavy techno. Like, if you are a techno whore, this was a set for you. <laughs> it was so much techno with, like, a little bit of house, but then a lot of techno. And I, I vibed with it. I didn't know it was going to be so much, and it was fucking phenomenal. Rounding out the morning, we went to Neon Gardens to go see Patrick Topping, an incredible house DJ. I have been wanting to see him since I saw videos of his ARC Music Festival performance, and let me tell you, I am obsessed i have been listening to patrick topping soundcloud sets since i have got back from edc and i cannot stop listening to him his set was so much fun i could not stop dancing probably one of my favorite sets of the whole weekend but such a fun high note to kind of like end edc on and then we ended the night at slander back to back said the sky never thought i would be there but it was pretty fun. Um, I don't listen to either of them that much, um, but they both did a really good job closing out EDC and just ending the day on such a high note. Again, like I mentioned earlier, leaving day two and day three, security was awful. Like trying to get back into camp after we were so exhausted, it was going so slow. We were waiting for our friends who got stuck wow like we had made it back into camp we were waiting on the other side of the entrance for our friends to get through and while we were waiting for them there was a time where security literally said fuck it and we watched about 12 security guards just walk into the festival they completely stopped checking wristbands they stopped looking for people who were specifically camping i know some people thought it was an exit when they were going into camp edc so like they stopped even like redirecting people where to go and they just said it's a free-for-all so i know people who weren't even camping who got into camp edc so that was kind of annoying dealing with that at the after party just knowing that people who didn't pay to be here were still in the campgrounds after we got back to camp we went back to our tent to pack up a little bit and just get a head start on putting everything together so that way we could leave the pre-party or the after-party was Lucati performing for about an hour, and then Lee Floss and John Summit performed, closing out camp. <laughs> the vibes at camp were literally immaculate. The fact that the sun was up, people were still fully in their outfits, people were dancing, people were just having a great time. I put on sweatpants, and I was literally chilling in my chillbo but vibing out to a great house music where you're smoking a joint in the middle of camp and, you know, just soaking in the last few hours that we were going to be there. We said goodbye to our friends that we met at the festival and it was just so bittersweet. Like, it goes by so fast and it's such long days when you're there and you're in the moment and then as we're winding down camp you're it's just so bittersweet you're like wow I have been waiting for this moment for so long this festival for so long and now the weekend is over and you're just so so sad but so tired and now I'm looking back and I'm like I'm ready to do it all over again so worth it so much fun 
one of the best weekends of my whole entire life. I can wholeheartedly say that. I had an amazing, amazing experience. I uh, do not know if I'm going to be attending EDC in uh, six months or not, but just as like a real big turnaround, but I know that I will never, I can never miss like another EDC again. Like it was such, such an amazing feeling. Um, so we were at the after party until about 10 a.m. And then we went back to our tent and started loading our car. It took us two trips to load everything into our car from our tent. Um, once we were done, we just had to zip tie the tents to make sure that it signaled that nobody else was in the tent and that we were done. We pretty much cleaned up our area and then uh, yeah went back to our car that was pretty much the whole checkout process um we went back to my family's house to drop off a bunch of the supplies that we picked up for camping and we were psychos and drove back to arizona after leaving camp and then once i got home to arizona i literally crashed but that was my edc 2021 experience like I said, one of the most amazing experiences of my life. I know that some people didn't have the same issues. I know that some people had issues with ground control and customer service issues being rude to them. I personally did not have any issues, so I am thankful for that. If that was your issue, I'm so sorry. I also know that people did experience long wait times to get into the festival as well as a shuttle. And thankfully, since I was camping, I didn't have to experience any of those mishaps dealing with transportation. So my biggest piece of advice is to go to EDC and to camp at EDC. It is a festival within the festival and such an amazing experience that adds to the whole weekend and you really build a community within camp. We were able to hang out with people around our campsite. We were super close with our neighbors and borrowed stuff and it was such a community just spending those five days around some similar people that you're constantly seeing around the campsite. I uh, <laughs> will never, never, never not camp at an EDC. It was so convenient to go in and out of the festival, to be able to cook meals at camp and then go into the festival or want to like drink or layer on or to drop whatever I needed to do. To know that I had that option and that it wasn't going to be a super long wait for me to get back into the festival was a major bonus to me and was just so appealing that I didn't have to deal with shitty transportation and issues. I genuinely had such an amazing uh, time at this festival and I'm so thankful to everyone that I met during the time at camp and throughout the festival. It made my experience and my first EDC something I will truly never forget. They say you will never forget your first EDC and I know that is so, so true. I had almost a nearly perfect festival experience. Besides a few minor mishaps, nothing major went wrong. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for the people that I was surrounded with all weekend and that I got to make memories with and watch amazing, amazing sets with. I've been dreaming about going to EDC since I can remember in like 2017 in high school watching live streams. And to finally cross it off my festival bucket list and to do the damn thing means so much to me. 
and it was such an amazing experience that if you have ever wanted to attend EDC or Addy Music Festival, I cannot tell you enough how much I encourage you to do so. If you have any questions about camping or EDC itself, let me know. You can um, ask them to me, DM me. I will answer any questions I can about being a first timer and going to EDC and I am so excited to go back whether that be in six months if I do it or in a year um, when it happens again in 2023 but I will be back and I will not be missing another EDC. I, I'm addicted. It's such an amazing music festival. The magic the electric sky is everything I could have ever dreamed for attending an event. My piece of advice I want you to hang on to this week is to go to the event. No matter what it is or if you've ever wanted to do it, just do it. I'm so happy I went to EDC. I'm so happy to be sitting here talking about my experience and the amazing, fun, spectacular weekend I had. But that wraps up this week's episode of Hang Out with Hewlett and my full review of EDC Las Vegas 2021. Let me know if you have any questions about the festival and I will do my best to answer them to the best of my abilities. I got to experience pretty much all that EDC has to offer besides doing the Ferris wheel. And uh, who knows, maybe I'll do VIP some year to experience the different viewing stages. But I will be back to EDC don't you worry. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into this week's episode, guys. I can't wait to hang out with you next week. See you soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Hang Out with Hewlett. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Hang Out with Hewlett. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and leave a review for the podcast. Let me know what you want to hear. Thank you for the constant love and support from everybody who's listening. Wherever you're listening to this, I hope you have a great rest of your day and I can't wait to hang out with you next Thursday.